0: Today is Friday, July 2nd, 2010, and this is Radio Wave.
1: Network Information Service, I'm Robert John. Italy fights to keep crucifixes in the classroom. Italy will fight against a European court ruling that crucifixes in the classroom violate students' right to freedom of religion. In a unanimous decision, the European Court of Human Rights found last November that the display of a particular religious symbol, such as a crucifix, quote, violated the right of children to believe or not to believe. Unquote. Italy will appeal the decision, which will be decided at a later date. The original case was brought forth from an Italian woman, Soila Loozi, who objected to crucifixes in her two sons' classrooms. She argued that she wanted to raise her children secular. The Italian courts ruled that the cross was a symbol of Italy's history and culture, and therefore Laozi decided to take her case to the higher European court. The European Court awarded Laozi 5,000 euros in damages. Joseph Natius with the Coalition to Save America, states, Situations where, through creeping gradualism, people become desensitized to things such as the removal of religious symbols or speech in the classroom or the motto, In God We Trust on Our Money, are very dangerous because it breeds a generation of atheists. Sooner or later, these people end up in authority over you and then you cannot stop them. Our Lady of Medjugorje says that when we pray for non-believers, we pray for ourselves and for our future. What are we to think of those who fight against the cross, though they claim to promote an agenda of freedom? How powerful is the cross? Our Lady says, June twentieth, 1986, Pray before the crucifix. Special graces come from the crucifix. Consecrate yourselves to the cross. Do not blaspheme either Jesus or the crucifix. And on September 12th, 1985, Our Lady says, Dear children, I want to tell you that the cross should be central these days. Pray especially before the crucifix, from which great graces are coming. Now in your homes, make a special consecration to the crucifix. Promise that you will neither offend Jesus nor abuse the crucifix. Thank you for having responded to my call. This is the Medge Network Information Service. California Town Plans to Lay Off All City Employees Maywood, California, plans to fire all city employees and disband the police department. The unanimous vote by the City Council is a result of economic hard times. Maywood's city manager says that the town will become 100% a contracted city. The city of Maywood, which came under fire nationally several years ago after the city council declared the city a sanctuary for illegal aliens, was also the subject of an investigation by California's Attorney General, which revealed, quote-unquote, gross abuses. Town residents blame the current problems on years of financial abuse and corruption by the city council. Ironically, the city manager, attorney, and council members are the only Maywood employees who will remain on the payroll. How should we view those who serve the people irresponsibly? Our Lady of Medjugorje said on May 8, 1996, Dear children, I am calling you to do your job with responsibility. Each one shall be responsible according to his own ability. This is the Medj Network Information Service. Timely Release of the Newest Megagoria Book About the Economy It Ain't Gonna Happen, A Return to Truth, the latest Medjugorje book by a friend of Medjugorje meets a timely worldwide release. The new book was released on June 24th, just in a time where the current worldwide economic recession has hit more than half the nation's working adults. According to Pew Research, many Americans have been jolted into a new, more austere reality. More than six in ten Americans say they have cut down on borrowing and spending. It Ain't Gonna Happen takes the messages of Our Lady from Medjugorje and places them as a template over the issues of the worldwide economic collapse, housing, investments, and personal savings, so that the reader receives a clearer understanding of where Our Lady expects them to be and how she expects them to act. A reader from Illinois writes, I read this prophetic book from my computer through the download and can't wait to get the printed copy to read again. It gave an overwhelming feeling of the love of Our Lady for us, that she will not leave any stone unturned to save us, the whole of humanity, if possible. A few have questioned the efficacy of viewing everyday world issues with the messages of Our Lady. To this, Our Lady from Medjugorje tells us, December 25, 1989, Little children, read every day the messages I gave you and transform them into life. The new book is available for an introductory price of only $7.00. You can purchase the book by calling Caritas directly at 205 672 2000 or by visiting medjagoria.com. From the Medj Network Information Service, I'm Robert John. This is medjagoria.com.
2: Stay tuned for our regular radio wave broadcast brought to you by Caritas of Birmingham. A picture will not suffice. A book will not do. Descriptions are shortcoming. What millions have seen, but few understood. It can't be explained. It can only be experienced. Megagoria. The place where the Virgin Mary comes daily to grace the world with her presence and blessing. Why would one not go to Megagoria now in the time when the Holy Mother of Jesus is still present now in the holiest of villages? Medjugorje can only be experienced have you yet to live this experience or have you gone to Medjugorje and never truly experienced Our Lady many are called but for those who respond there is no regret come now to Medjugorje and be blessed by the Holy Virgin Mary the Queen of Peace For over 24 years, BVM Caritas Pilgrimages has guided thousands of people just like you in what many consider the best spiritual format to go to Medjugorje. Founded by a friend of Medjugorje, BVM Caritas knows that a good pilgrimage does not just happen. Sign up today for your Medjugorje encounter With Our Lady, BVM Caritas, call today in the U.S. 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000, and ask about your Medjugorje pilgrimage, or go to medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com, and click on Medjugorje Pilgrimages. Your pilgrimage does not begin the day you leave your home. It begins today. BVM Caritas Pilgrimages, brought to you by Caritas of Birmingham.
0: You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and for those of you joining us, uh, our regular listeners, we welcome you to the broadcast. For those of you joining us for the very first time, those of you who may have just heard about Medjugorje, in 1981, the Virgin Mary began appearing in the former Yugoslavia, and she said that she came because faith began to extinguish itself. And she chose six children at the time to deliver the messages that she was going to give for the world uh, through uh, the message that she would relay to these visionaries. Uh, one of those six, Mariana Dragigovic at the time, now Mariana Soldo, uh, stopped seeing Our Lady uh, in 1982, and uh, Our Lady began appearing to her only on March 18th. Uh, in the early 90s, Our Lady began infrequently to begin to appear to her on the second of the month, which is a day that she had designated as a day of prayer for non believers. And so, uh, since that time, Our Lady uh, began to make these apparitions on a more regular basis. And so that took place again today. Uh, For those of you who are in the United States or in other countries, uh, the apparition took place in the morning time in Medjugorje. And Our Lady gave a message for the world. And so tonight, a friend of Medjugorje will be speaking to us about that message. And so as we begin this broadcast, we ask that you open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje.
3: We want to welcome everybody tonight, and yet again, we come to another month past with history made for eternity. We have the joy of the 25th. We couldn't ever imagine that we would be coming up and having another message on the second of the month that Mariana now gives to us with great anticipation. In fact, Medjugorje becomes flooded with Italians. Uh, Bus after bus after bus comes in for a quick trip from Italy to, to there, and of course, people from other parts of the world. We have Joan in the studio tonight with us. Ruth's been covering for her while she's been in Medjugorje. She came back from Medjugorje last night. I came back from Medjugorje the night before that. So uh, we've been seeing each other this way and that way, and her and Joan, or rather her and Ruth, are always fighting to get into the studio. So now (laughs) Joan's won over tonight. Not really. They're fighting not to get in the studio. I have to make them come in. Okay, Joan, with further ado, if you want to read the message today, that already gave to us.
4: Our Lady, Queen of Peace and Medjugorje is July 2nd, 2010 message given on the day for nonbelievers. Dear children, my motherly call, which I direct to you today, is a call of truth and life. My son, who is life, loves you and knows you in truth. To come to know and to love yourself, you must come to know my son to come to know and to love others, you must see my Son in them. Therefore, my children, pray, pray, that you may comprehend and surrender with a spirit that is free, be completely transformed, and in this way may have the kingdom of heaven in your heart on earth. Thank you.
3: It's just incredible. You know, we sit around tonight and this evening thinking about Our Lady, and she comes, and we've grown used to this and accustomed to it, even though we may be in awe of it. Uh, just imagining this 30, 40 years ago that we would be in this kind of situation in the world where the Mother of God comes to the earth every single day. It's surreal. I still have a hard time being in the midst of it to realize the magnitude and the depth of what's taking place on the earth. We can't phantom that. We can't comprehend it. And indeed, what I've often said, people in the future will, will be able to take the overview of history, see the result, or you might want to say the, the effect of these apparitions, which is the cause of change of the future. It's very exciting to know that we're in the midst of really upheavals of culture and, and the direction the world's going. Our ladies come to change the course of the world. If it's on the right path, Our Lady wouldn't be coming. Years ago, I was in Medjugorje. Father Pavich was there at that time. And he said something really simple but profound at the same time. We were a group. I invited him to come speak to our Caritas group. This was in the maybe mid-'80s. And he said that we have to realize that Our Lady's coming not because everything's good, but because we're sick. Otherwise, if we were in union with God in the way we're supposed to be, there's no need for Our Lady to come. And so now I never could have imagined sitting down on the rocks listening to him that we go back to this time now that we're so sick that our lady has to be here for 29 years now. It's pretty incredible. And as I often have said, this is a thermometer, the years as far as the temperature that, that we're running in fever. So don't think for a moment that everything will continue as is. We grow accustomed to... Our Lady being with us, and we get comfortable with that. And we think, okay, she's here. She loves us. She's just teaching us these nice messages. But <clears throat> there's no way she's making this investment. There's no way God's allowing her to make this investment into the world's history, into, into our daily intervention, without there being an effect of this cause. Her apparitions, the cause each day that comes, will give way to an effect. And everybody now is connecting we just had a group of close to 50 people in Medjugorje. And things that we could say now, they completely connect with it immediately. Whereas even five, six, seven years ago, somebody comes and says, well, you know, I see what you're saying, but I don't, I don't know about this. Or I don't understand what you're saying. Everybody understands it now. Why? Because they're living things they never could have imagined. They're sensing things in their way of life and going away that they never thought what could happen. And we have the saying now, too big to fall. We're dealing with companies with what we do with the print shops for equipment, uh, <clears throat> very technical things that we have, and and uh, you know we're told well these companies are too big to fall. We're dealing with one company in Switzerland. They said well they're too big to fall. We're dealing with another one in Germany. They said the company the government says they're too big to fall. But what happens when the government can't hold them up? So we're coming to a point in our our time where we're all realizing something is really amiss and uh, it can't stay propped up. And so that's one thing I'm excited about getting this book out because it has information for God's children, God's people, who's following them. Everybody's God's children. Everybody's Our Lady's children. But not everybody's paying attention to her. So this is purpose is to, to uh, give you a head start because the Lady says, use this time well. And why should not those people who pay attention to her, who are doing what she's asking, come in tune and harmony and be ready for when the time of grace is over? Now, remember, this is a time of invitation. I invite, I invite, I invite. Later, it won't be a time of invitation. You're going to have to accept what befalls you. So you can structure your life, your spiritual life, your physical life. You can do all these decision-making now. Oh, you've got the capability. And so many people say, well, I've I've had people actually say, well, when all that happens that you say could happen, then I'll deal with it then. See, the mentality is we can always deal with everything today because we've been living in this modernism society that tells us, you know, go here, go there, that's waiting for you, get this part, whatever it may be, get this medical attention. But what kind of world are we coming into? All you have to do is just do a little reflection, a little thinking, and you'll be shaken. You'll be very insecure about your future. And indeed, many people who don't even believe are insecure about their future. So we have Our Lady saying these words today that, that are pretty incredible. And one thing that struck me in this message is she talks about the fact that, of truth. You know, my son who is life. He loves you and knows you in truth. It's incredible that Jesus knows more of us in truth than we ourselves know in our truth because we want to deny things about ourselves. We want to think we're okay. And what we do is not that bad. It's no big deal. But in truth, it's a big deal, a very big deal. And the poor man, God, Maria, Vitoria writes that Jesus said, there are people who know not of me or of God but they worship a tree and they do that more perfection than you do in me as Christ and knowing me. So here it is people limited in knowledge of the concept of God are doing more in serving God by doing what they think is God which are held on accountable to what they know than what Christians themselves are doing in honoring Jesus Christ himself and often Our Lady and we have her every day so people will go a certain length, they'll go a certain way, but well, they won't go all the way. So this statement, our lady said, loves you and knows you in truth. Jesus knows us in truth. You can't hide anything from, from our lady. And we we see the visionaries. Maria said that. this uh, She stands in front of our lady completely in exposure. There's nothing. It's like a lie detector test. She knows everything that's going on in Maria. And so you see this humility come over them. You see their face. You see their face in hu- the action of humility. Because if you know you're caught when you've been a kid and you were caught in a lie or you did something wrong and your parents caught you, you know, you you, you stand there humbled. You don't get defiant. When you know all is lost, you just, most people, now today we have criminals that don't care but because their conscience is dead. But if you've got a live conscience, you're you stand there humbled. Because a person in front of you, you thought you deceived, knew you in truth. There's no deception in front of Our Lady. There's no deception in front of Jesus. My son, who is life, loves you and knows you in truth. He knows your faults. He knows your defects. And he's full of mercy and he's full of forgiveness. But remember, this is the time of invitation. This is the time of mercy. And we're coming into a new time. Or they said, I bring you into a new time. To come... To know and to love yourself, you must come to know my son. To come to know and to love others, you must see my son in them. And I guess one thing that really struck me in this message is to see my son in them. Who is them? What are these kind of people that maybe we don't see Jesus in? Maybe it's uh, the lady at the grocery store that we see that. She's made a lot of bad, bad decisions in her life. And suddenly, she's paying for that. What do we think of that? We're going to help them? Do we really see Jesus? Do we want to see Jesus in them? There's a lot of things in life we can see that thank God you made the decisions you made. Thank God you are where you are. But how many people out there are paying for the price as they get older for bad, bad decisions in life they've made? And they need to know that they're loved. They need to know that you see Jesus in them and to help them. And this is a biblical principle that in this time of rapid movement of everything and busyness, that we lose sight of these things. And it's good that we think about that and there are these words today It says, come to know my son, to come and know and love others. You must see my son in them.
5: I pulled into the shopping center and saw a little boy wrapped around the legs of his mother. Like ice cream melting, they embraced years of bad decisions running down her face. All morning I'd been thinking my life so hard, and they wore everything they own, living in a car. I it would be okay but I just got in my suburban and I I drove away I don't know why they say grown
6: men don't cry I don't know why they say grown men
5: don't cry keep having this dream about my I'm ten years old and he's holding my hand We're talking on the front porch Watching the sun go down But it was just a dream He was a slave to his job And he couldn't be around So many things I want to say to him But I just placed a rose on his grave And I talked to the wind
6: I don't know why they say grown men don't cry. I don't know why they say grown men don't cry, don't cry.
5: kids and my wife and everything that I hold dear in my life. We say grace and thank the Lord, got so much to be thankful for. Then it's up the stairs and off to bed and my little girl says, I haven't had my story yet. Everything weighing on my mind disappears just like that. When she lifts her head off her pillow and says, I love you dad. I
6: don't know why they say grown men don't cry. I don't know why they say grown men.
3: You know, Maria had a story once that she was telling me of, uh, actually, there was another story that, that uh, I was involved with her in where she had come out of the chapel, or rather out of the steeple where they are having the apparitions at the time, and this woman came up, as I came up, and me and Maria, and this woman was talking, and uh, she asked Maria to go to Zagreb with her. And so then Maria went to the car, and she asked me, uh, she said to the fact that Maria will go if you go to Zagreb. And I didn't really want to go. I'm not interested in leaving What I want to go to Zagreb for her. Of course, everybody wants Maria to go everywhere. And so, she kept insisting on this. And so, we went on, we left, and then uh, I got to the house, and I stayed outside, and somehow this woman got to her house, and Maria told me on the way up, she said, I don't want to go. So, when we got to her house, she's in the house talking to Maria, Maria comes down this, uh, or rather the lady comes down the steps and said, Maria, and I said, she'll go if you go. And I said, just wait just a minute. So I went inside. And I said, Maria, what did you tell you to go for? I don't want to go. She said, I didn't. I says, Oh, okay. I'll go out. I understand what's going on. So I came back in. and told the woman, we're not going to go. And Maria, uh, um, I said, this is this is really bad. This this woman shouldn't do this. She's manipulating this. And she says, No. I says, yes. She says, no. I says, yes. And Maria says, This is love. I says, What are you talking about, love? And she put her hands around her neck, choking, you know, in the like choking herself. It's this kind of love. So this oppressive thing this woman is doing, I saw as, as a lie. I saw as manipulation. She was doing something she shouldn't be doing. She's trying to manipulate, lie to a visionary. And Maria, what does she see? She sees, to come to know yourself, to love yourself, you must come to know my son. To come to know my son, you love others. You must see my son in them. She saw in this woman, Jesus, who wanted company of a visionary. And I saw somebody who was just a manipulator. It, it was an incredible lesson, and I asked, how do you do that? And in fact, in fact, we just was just there with her, and there's uh some something that I can't go into details a, a visitor who was a problem and um actually, one of our community members says this person is annoyance and perfection <laughs> <laughs> annoyance and perfection. <laughs> And, and uh, even difficult for Maria. And I asked her, I says, how do, how do you do this? How do you deal with this individual? Just get rid of them. They want have to be there at your apparitions. And of course, that's what I see. But she resigns herself in a piece that, you know, if anybody needs help, this woman, other woman needs help. She needs to be there in the apparitions. So... And I wasn't going to say no, because I've seen enough lessons that I'm not going to deny anybody that. But I was just, I said, tell me, how does a lady teach you to do this? Well, she teaches by what she said today. To know and to love others, you must see my son in them. You've got to see Jesus in everyone. And I've learned from that that I can see the most degraded person on the street. I can see Jesus in them. This lesson we all need because there's going to be those in the future that may be doing some very bad things to you or to your family. And you always got to be able to see the Jesus in them. That's a the difficult thing to do. It's not a fun thing to do. So we have a culture today headed toward uh, what the Scripture says, the heart of man has grown cold. And with that, and there's lo- love has grown cold, rather, we don't have the ability to to transfer uh, this grace that God gives us to them. We're commanded to do it. It's our duty. We don't have a choice.
0: There's a lot of things in this message that can be spoken about, and one hour is not going to be long enough to do that. But uh, something that stands out in this message, Our Lady says, uh, My children, pray, pray that you may comprehend and surrender with a spirit that is free. And to surrender means to... to give up and make yourself a slave of someone else when you surrender but yet Our Lady says a spirit that is free so what's the connection between this freedom and this surrender that Our Lady's talking about in this message here
3: well we got a message on the staircase in our uh, metaphor chapel that says or actually a top chapel here in the tabernacle that says give me all your problems surrender them to me Our Lady don't want us to hold on to these things when you surrender, you place yourself in the hands of God. He drives the car instead of you. you know, I've talked to him before about the bumper sticker. It says, God's my co pilot. Well, I hope not. I don't want God to be my pilot. I'll be the co pilot if, if he wants me to take over. We just got the whole world mentality. And so to surrender is to do what Louis de Montfort said, to be a slave of a lady, of what you were referencing to. But you don't become a slave, you become a servant. It's not something that's oppressive. It's it's freedom. It gives up. Why cling to all these things and hold to these things? It's just problems. If you want to get rid of your problems, you want them to be remedied, Our Lady gives it. Just surrender your problems to me. Surrender all your difficulties to me. Give them to the Lord. And that's such a lifting thing and so much freedom, and people don't realize that. They hold these problems, they save them. What are you going to do about it? There's things that you can't do anything about. They're so complex. You spent 25 years making a problem, and you want God to help you, but you're going to help him. He don't need your help. He made the universe, remember? So you just give it to him and say, God, I surrender. There's nothing I can do about this, but I'm going to start living your way. I'm going to start following your ways, and I'm going to do my prayer. I'm going to be saintly. I'm going to be love. I'm going to do everything I can do, and then you work it out. You've got to let God work these things out and I've seen this. We've guided people toward this. And then they start seeing things change with their spouse, their family, or whatever the circumstances may be. And then they get excited and they want to start helping God. <laughs> you know, halfway through it, they're going to start messing it up. Just let go of it. Your spouse, you can't convert. God can convert them. Who converted you? When somebody's on this trip, well, you know, my husband's not converted. Six years ago, I went through this conversion, she told me. And yet, she was probably in her 50s. And she's complaining because her husband didn't convert when she did. Well, it took 45 years for her to get to there, 44 years. And now she's want God's got the time for him to just back off. I told her, just leave him alone. You be who you're supposed to be, who God wants you to be. And let your husband be who he's supposed to be. Got to deal with him. But as long as you're dealing with him, you're going to be each other's punishment. You know, back away, let God do it. You're a green apple for 44 years. You, you turn red at the right time and God picked you. You know, he's just not ripe yet. And so we have people often wanting to go back from edge or and beat people over the head with the message. Can't do that. You've got to be the witness. They've got to be attracted to what you become that they say, hey, I want to be like that. And we've all met people who had virtue or who are good that say, Oh, well, I wish I could be that way. And that's what your spouse, your children, your friends, your neighbor, they've got to see you in this light. Not the one who, who has 50 pictures of the, of the, of the sun spinning. That don't convert anybody. It may make them curious. But what's going to convict them is that they know how you are and you're a gossip and suddenly you're being a saint and you, they see you change these things. They know who you, how you've been for decades. They're going to want to know, whoa, that, that's a real place over there. If it can change old Betty over here in the gossip of city or our town and neighborhood, boy, that, that's a big miracle, <laughs> big, big miracle. And so your husband or your wife see these changes in you, they know you pretty well. Maybe not as Jesus knows you in your truth, as it said in the message today, but they know you enough that if you change something, something had an effect on you. And they know you went to Medjugorje or they know you came to be in love with Our Lady through Medjugorje and that calls; they want it. They're attracted to that.
4: Along on that same line, as, as far as that message goes, we're in the middle of the five days of prayer for our country. We did the consecration of ourselves today. Tomorrow's the consecration of our families. July Fourth is just around the corner for the consecration of our nation, and so there's a lot of the talk is about again our nation and <laughs> wanting to. Um, See it return to God. See it reconciled to God. Really, what the message here says—that the kingdom of heaven would return to our nation—and I, I thought it was interesting that Our Lady used the word free today in this message when we're talking about liberty and freedom. And I, I just would ask you, in looking at this, these particular lines in the message, what it speaks to you about these days. That we're uh, involved in at Caritas, as well as the last two years when Maria came here for the consecration of our nation.
3: What are you asking? <laughs> 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 you made a long <laughs> thing. I, just didn't, I didn't quite catch what you're asking me to say.
4: Uh, what I'm asking is, did that strike you at all? Freedom about the, being the spirit that is free and the kingdom of heaven on earth.
3: Well, I wrote about that today, and, and of course. Uh, Freedom is, can you imagine, God is God and what He's done, and in the free will that He's given us to, to be against Him and say even, even have the right to say you hate Him. And He doesn't strike you dead. He's got the capability to do whatever. whatever. He's the author of life and death. God wants to kill you. He's got, he takes you. And yet, he, he will allow you to blaspheme, to spit in His face and go on. The freedom that He gives us is incredible. But we have to understand when we sin like that, we lose freedom. You the more independent you are of God, the more you become oppressed and lose your freedom. Freedom is dependent upon self-measured living, of not using every freedom that's available to you. The freedom that we have in living morality or unmorality is without bounds except by civil laws. But you can still do that. You can, you can do everything. You can go rob a bank. You can murder. You can do whatever. God won't stop those actions. He may protect people from that happening if they're constantly in prayer and with him in union, and he may refrain from that. But nevertheless, the freedom we have to make our choices is incredible. At the same time, those physical aspects of civil law may come and take your freedom away that you have and that you enjoy because you live immoral you broke the law, and you lose freedom. Some of those independent people from from God or not thinking of Him are in jail. They've lost that freedom. And a free spirit, and somebody's not encumbered with, with material things, not that they may not be wealthy, very wealthy. It's the attachment to it. And so Our Lady is telling us in this, be free, be free. And we have a, a life here of the... We're living many, many things today, and we're seeing people that get in their 40s and 50s and 60s and even 70s have a life of sorrow. They made bad decisions. They walked out of a marriage, or they, they told their kids goodbye, or they, they made bad uh, judgments, or they had whatever things afflict them in bad, bad morality to live. And they change. But those things catch up with you. And when they catch up with you, you you. You, you, after all these years of this taking place and these wrong decisions you made, it's painful. And so truth is painful. And that's what our lady is trying to tell us here. That we may comprehend, surrender ourselves. And as soon as we get over this, things, it, won't, it won't mean those things won't come back to haunt us. It does. In truth, it does haunt us. And so if our life lives truth, you're going to have more fruit in your golden years. The people we see suffering the most in their, in their golden years when they get older and age have made many, many bad decisions they regret. And so it's important that we understand how we're to walk in the life and one little thing today you think is not that bad is going to come back to you and it'll haunt you in a big, big way.
7: I can't believe Standing here After all of these years I swore every night I'd make right The one wrong in my life I denied Oh, sometimes in life No matter how hard you try Some things are out of your hands But you hope for the best Pray for forgiveness And have faith God understands He only made one perfect man I looked to the heavens And wished upon stars We'd be together someday But I was too young To know what I'd done and now Daddy's sorry He walked away But sometimes in life No matter how hard you try, some things are out of your hands, but you hope for the best and pray for forgiveness and have faith God understands, He only made one perfect man. He only made one perfect man.
3: You know, sometimes songs are pretty incredible the way we come across. My wife and I are walking down the street. We're out of town. And you've seen these guys on the side of the street got a hat out and you put money in it and they're singing with a guitar. This is where the song came from. This is incredible. We heard this guy singing and he's singing another song which we're going to play for you tonight and he had a CD so we bought it from him. But it's a perfect song for the perfect statement of this message today. One decision in life that walked away and years later he can't believe that he's standing there after all these years. that He'd never, what he denied and he'd have to live with this mistake. And so it's a beautiful statement, and it's, it's incredible sometimes where Our Lady leads us to find some of these songs, really. But nevertheless, it hit home the point of what we're trying to make about Our Lady and what she's calling us to, and to live our future without regrets.
8: It is not as one thinks, It is covered with sorrow. Its pain often wishes for death to alleviate it. Its tunnel is dark, many times relying on wisdom as the only way to course through it. Its situation will tempt one to wonder, is it worth it? It contains such bitterness that all who have experienced it sought not to go through its depths. Its greatness is measured in its level of intensity of sorrow it brings. It is grief. Its path is covered with snares and traps, and many do not make it. Its tears are not of the eyes, but of the heart. It defines woe to the deepest meaning for the one who reaches its peak. Its summit once scaled. Having passed through its purifying requirements brings clarity, vision, and jubilation. For once reached, it is the height of crushing defeat, the measurement of which its depths determines the measurement of its heights. Jesus formed its sign with two wooden beams. It is victory.
2: Come to Caritas of Birmingham, a place in which Mary, Queen of Peace of Medjugorje, has promised to carry all your intentions before God's throne. Our Lady said, When you will suffer difficulties and need something, come to me. For one day or for one week, experience Medjugorje, brought home to you. Come to the mother who is here to help you, Caritas of Birmingham. For directions, call in the U.S., 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000.
0: You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje.
3: You know, Our Lady gave a message in, on March 18th, 1997 that reflects today's message about truthfulness. And again, it comes down to the love of others, like she said today, that she stresses about us. She says, on March 18th, 1997, Dear children, as a mother, I ask that you do not go on the path that you've been on, that is the path without love towards neighbor and towards my son. On this path, well, let me stop right there for a minute, towards neighbor and towards my son. In other words, you may say you love Jesus, but if you don't love your neighbor, our lady says right there, without love towards neighbor, therefore, without love towards my son. Today she said that you may see my son in them. If you don't see my son and you despise them, and everybody, even the most degraded person, you can find something in them. or you to see Jesus? You're commanded to do that. And so our lady defines this in a beautiful way in 1997. On this path without love towards neighbor and towards my son, because if you don't love your neighbor, you don't love Jesus. On this path, you will find only harshness, or rather hardness and emptiness of heart, and not peace which you long for. Truthful peace. It's interesting she's saying truthful, and today's message is about the same thing, and she says truth so many times in it. Truthful peace will have only that one who in his neighbor Sees and loves my son in the heart of the one where only my son reigns That one knows what peace and security is beautiful message. You know, it's been said that that if you love mankind as such and, and it, You say you have all this love for mankind And you're so strong with this and yet you don't love your neighbor You actually mitigate that love for mankind the more you love your neighbor the more you, you do really true love humanity and so Our Lady's trying to get us to understand this. And and she wanted love to flourish between the visionaries. This love that she had, that she asked for them to do this with, uh, was often heroic. Once Yaakov was annoyed by some of the other kids, Our Lady insisted that he reconcile with them. Same thing with Yelena and Olakushinus. The same exact thing happened with her. And Our Lady commanded her to go make peace with them. And Yelena, I think it was Yelena, was refusing to do that, basically. But she did it. And it came back to her in that way. And this is what our is calling for because we have such an unpeaceful world. How will we convert these people that need it unless we show them love? And so when you see the love and you try to find Jesus in him, that rebounds back to you. This friend of ours we found on the street singing a song. He wrote a song uh, called A Love Like This. And it's really about, you can equate it to waiting for a lifetime of love that comes along. How can we be in this situation? Uh, we find ourselves today where we have a love of a lifetime. But Louis de Mofort was saying three hundred years plus ago that he was longing for the time Mary would come would be made known as no other time in history. He longed for that. Our lady gave a message saying that I've been with you through the centuries. Man's heart has waited for she who comes today and you're alive. You're here. L- look at her. Look at yourself. You're right where you should be. You're at the moment God appointed in the amphitheater of the apparitions of the Holy Virgin Mary to be made known and loved to the end of time. Revelation chapter 12, the woman clothed with the sun, the moon under her feet, with the crown of 12 stars, and you're alive hand in hand with her. Can you not make a vow of love, a promise to her, never to give up on her messages? You are more than in a lifetime. You're in a situation today far beyond anybody could even dream of for the last 2,000 years outside of Christ coming to us. The second most important time in the history of the world. And you're here. You're here with it.
7: Looking. Look at us right where we are. Hey
3: I would imagine this is just a street singer, but he brings home to the, to the love that Our Lady gives to us, and, and um, Maria, you know, after the apparition, she conveys such love because she sees that which is love. You know, they spoken the messages saying God sends His love to the earth every day. Speaking of herself, she is the essence of love. There's no better display to man that God can do outside of giving His Son than now giving us His Mother. And so the fact that Maria's Chapel is named the the Chapel of the Two Hearts is just part of the ongoing plan to unveil to us that in this age, this time, in your lifetime, God comes and love descends down to the earth, that her heart is going to be placed next to the sacred heart, and she's being given a position in the eyes of man that already exists in heaven that we're going to come to understand how elevated she is and her importance as co-redemptrix it's an incredible moment to be alive it's an incredible moment to be in the situation we find ourselves in and <clears throat> sometimes when you just sit and reflect on this you almost can't believe it I went to Maria one time in the early days when I really didn't know her that well and I knocked on the door and talked to her and uh, I says I, I really want to know more about these apparitions and I said, I can't believe this. I can't believe that this is happening. And she just looked at me. She says, "Well, you have to believe it. You better believe it." I said, "No, I don't mean it that way. I believe it, but I can't believe it. I'm, I'm just, you know, I couldn't explain to her as a figure of speech." But she was so serious. Well, you better believe it. So, but it's that way. It's it's the best way. It's surreal. And and yet. We're, it's obscure to us. Life obscures the reality of these apparitions, the reality of the presence of the Mother God in this earth, and it's something that we, we can't even see. We can't see the angels among us. We can't see the angels and other people that walk the streets with us. We can't see <coughs> what's taking place and, and, and those things that are around us until we get into the message and look and see things that we never saw before. So, Our Lady's asking us to really walk and walk in such a way that we can see and come to know her son and the love for others we should have. This is something that is difficult to do if you're not in prayer, if you're not observant, if you're not watching for it. You have to be sensitive and have that inner serenity to see what Our Lady's asking us to see through her words.
9: In our darkest hours To show us how to live To teach us how to give To guide us with the light of
6: love
9: When life held troubled times And had me down on my knees There's always been someone to come along and comfort me A kind word from a stranger to lend a helping hand A phone call from a friend just to say I understand But ain't it kinda funny at the dark end of the road That someone lights away With just a single ray of hope Oh, I believe there are Angels among us Sent down to us From somewhere up above They come to you and me In our darkest hours Show us how to live To teach us how to give To guide us with the light of
6: love
9: They wear so many faces Show up in the strangest places To grace us with their mercy In our time of need oh, From somewhere up above, They come to you and me In our darkest hours To show us how to live To teach us how to give To guide us with the light of love To guide us with the light of
5: I'm sitting here with my kids and my wife And everything that I hold dear in my life We say grace and thank the Lord Got so much to be thankful for Then it's up the stairs and off to bed And my little girl says I haven't had my story yet and everything weighing on my mind Disappears just like that When she lifts her head off her pillow and says I love you, Dad
3: Yes, Bridget, you can sleep with Mom and Dad tonight. The song's for you. And for all of you out there, we wish you, Our Lady, we love you, and we see you next time.